The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and strategies to shake up the status quo in human resources and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. This is HR Trends with Game Changers. We're live. It's Tuesday, May 6th, 2014. Where is the year going? Let's get started. Our topic today, the buzz is job satisfaction. Think Mick Jagger. I can't get no, but we'll leave that one for another conversation. I have some statistics for you. According to a JobVite survey that I found online at Inc.com in an article by Adam Vaccaro, 51% of employed workers in the U.S. are actively seeking or are open to finding new jobs. Uh-oh. If this hasn't impacted your organization yet, sit tight. It will. So how are you keeping your talent productive and happy? and motivated, and positive, and most important, on board with all of the above, while continually asking them to do more and more and more for your business, work longer hours, pitch in and dig in more to help drive the business. A lot you're asking, but are you giving back what they need? I have a panel of experts who will talk to us today. Our topic, by the way, is employee retention, reward and recognition at work, and that's a pun at work. It's are they at work and are they working? So there. First up on the panel today is Cindy Ventress. She's the author of Make Their Day, Employee Recognition That Works. Cindy sent me the following quote, and we'll hear from her in just a minute. She says, each year, U.S. companies spend over $27 billion on recognition. But according to Gallup, 65% of employees report receiving no recognition in the previous year. Hmm. Organizations need to focus their energy, says Cindy, where they'll do the most good. And that's on the recognition strategies that employees find meaningful, meaning not the employers, the employees. Cindy Ventress, how are you today? Great, Bonnie. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. So talk to me. Interesting quote. You want to pick it apart and do a little bit at a time? Yeah, I mean the the point where you said, hmm, between between that gap of 27 billion and the 65%, that made me go, hmm, the first time I heard it as well. And the numbers change a little bit over the years, but it's it tends to still be this huge gap. And unfortunately, what that means is we're spending a lot of money on recognition and not necessarily getting the kind of return we want. And I pick that apart in my work, trying to figure out what is it that employees find meaningful? Why does so much recognition fail to move that satisfaction needle for us? And then I like to be able to take that and help organizations replicate what is it that works? What is it that employees find meaningful? 
So we're going to have a very interesting conversation with you and the other panelists today, Cindy, and I know we're going to talk about the different generations in the workforce. One of my guests on a recent HR Trend show said we don't have just four generations in the workforce now. We've got five. It is growing. We've got a lot to talk about and the impact of mobile and the impact of social on recognition. So thanks for starting us off, Cindy. We have a lot more to talk with you about. Let's now meet our second panelist, Brenda Pullman. She's a senior recognition strategist. I like that title at Globo Force. And Brenda sent me the following quote. Recognition ties directly to feelings. And I want you to talk about that in a minute, Brenda. The word feelings is very operative here. Feelings of being a Appreciated job satisfaction, and whether or not employees love their jobs. Here's the bottom line. Recognized employees are far, far more inclined to stick around, and that's the bottom line. Brenda Pullman, welcome. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Talk to me. This is interesting. So what about feelings and love? You mean we're allowed? It's 2014. We're allowed to have feelings about our jobs? We're allowed to love our jobs? I'm shocked. Talk to me, Brenda. Yeah, I know. I know. It all sounds very soft, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it is. You know, on the surface, these, these concepts are, um, are soft. Um, but I think what is um, obviously critically important to our, to our discussion today and um, the way we think about these things as HR professionals is that there is a, a business imperative connected to this. So the idea that your employees feel appreciated, they feel satisfied in their work, um, and the question of whether or not they actually love their jobs is a business imperative. There is true business impact to that. And I think probably um, a lot of your listeners understand that. These are concepts that we've been talking about for, for some time now in human resources. I think what is maybe a little bit less obvious is um, recognition's role in driving the business impact um, of those concepts. And that's obviously what we're going to spend some time talking about here today. Thank you very much, Brenda. I, I'm just grappling with the idea that feelings and love equate to a positive number on the business bottom line, and I know we're going to talk about that. Uh, one of my panelists I know has a very interesting topic of the ROI of recognition and rewards, so we, we need to cover that so that our business listeners will say, yeah, I better do that. That will pay off in the end. So thank you, Brenda, and let's welcome our third panelist. It's Sherry Goldberg, Global Recognition Lead for SAP, which is exactly why she's on this panel. And Sherry sent me her favorite quote from Maya Angelou. We've had this quote before, and it's wonderful. Maya Angelou says, and I quote, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And there's the feeling word again. Sherry Goldberg, welcome. How are you today? I'm good, Bonnie. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for joining us. You're a last-minute addition to the panel, and we're thrilled to have you on. You jumped in Thank with you. both feet, and we, we really appreciate it because we need your POV on this. So, Sherry, this quote from Maya Angel, wonderful quote, applies to so many topics. The feel word is in there. Talk to me about how that relates to job satisfaction. Sure. So I think that this quote perfectly explains sort of the importance of engagement and recognition in the workplace. Um, Brenda had mentioned, you know, um, that how employees feel in the workplace is critically important to recognition. And especially when you have early talent in the workforce, you've got, um, you know, how managers and peers and executives all interact with one another. You know, it, 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 how employees feel every day is incredibly important to um, the engagement aspect in the workplace. Okay, and, and, and you work for SAP. How does SAP feel about that feeling word? Is that something that we embrace? Is it something that managers, are managers taught to ask employees, how are you feeling about your job? 
Sherry? Um, we'd like to think so. Um, I, I do believe, you know, SAP places an incredible importance on employee engagement. And I'd like to think that, um, you know, it's important for us to ask our employees how they're doing, how they're feeling, um, but also important to recognize them for even some of the little things that you do. It's not just being recognized for the big milestones or projects Mm -hmm. that you complete, but also for the little things you do, for the helping hand that you lend. Um, You know, it really leads people to, um, it leads to a positive environment and leads people to make to feel good about coming to work every day because they feel like they're doing something and contributing to the greater good. They feel valued. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you so much, Sherry. Speaking well, of valued, I'm going to ask my three panelists, what are you drinking today? You know, this is our segment called What's in Your Cup, and I want you to make me smile and the listeners smile. I know we have a heart on this show. We have a very big heart because we're talking about loving your job. So I hope everybody is smiling through this, but a lot of great information. Cindy Ventress, where are you calling from? What time of day? What's the weather and what's in your cup or what do you wish you were drinking? A lot of questions. I am in Santa Cruz, California. It looks like it's going to be a gorgeous day. Uh, typical temperature this time of year for us, about 72 degrees. It's just about perfect. Mm. And I am drinking a deep, dark, rich cup of espresso. And I don't keep Starbucks in business. I pull my own. As a matter of fact, I am such an addict that I've worn out three machines. And I'm always looking for something uh, a little bit better and a new way of doing things. And so i got to tell you, a couple of years ago, I worked in Rome for a few weeks. And I got to know the folks at my pensione quite well. And mm-hmm. my server had the same server every morning. And he'd always bring me out a cup of cappuccino with uh, a beautiful new piece of artwork on it. And so oh. finally one morning I asked him, I said, where did you learn to do this? And I thought he was going to tell me about some great little school that they had there in in Rome. And no, instead what he said was YouTube. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I have not been able to master it, but it's good to know that we all count on technology throughout the world. It sure is. We're all connected, even through artwork. <laughs> Thank you very much. On, on, on coffee. Thank you, Cindy. Great story. Brenda Pullman, I won't ask you to top that, but tell me what's in your cup or what do you wish you were drinking? Yeah, so what I wish I was drinking was something that I recently enjoyed on a vacation in the Middle East. Um, so also a travel story here to piggyback on Cindy. Um, I was staying in a hotel room that had this wonderful Nespresso machine, which are, mm. you know, not all that uncommon, especially in places like Europe and so forth and, you know, different places around the world. Nespresso is a big brand. Um, but this was the largest, most extravagant display of uh, Nespresso choices I had ever seen. There was a lidded box, and when you opened it, I don't know, it had to be dozens of these little um, color-coded pods all lined up with different flavors, and there was a, um, a key that helped you identify the strengths of each of the different choices. Ooh. It was wonderful. I was so excited um, that I took a photo. <laughs> And I have since come back and shown that to folks as part of my uh, vacation pictures. Look at the crazy espresso machine I had available to me. Brenda, what did you, how did you, how long did it take you to pick which coffee pod you wanted each day? That must have been a job in itself. Did you get any work done? Well, well, (laughs) minimal, um, but I, I made multiple choices a day, I will admit. So, you know, in the morning I might have had a, a strong option, in the afternoon something a little lighter, but yeah, I didn't limit myself. 
And did you come away with one favorite you'd like to share with us? One favorite label or, or a strength or a style? What yeah, did you, the what did you pick? The stronger the better. The color, the color <laughs> that was black was my favorite. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to I don't know. know what no. it was called. Something Italian sounding probably, but that was my favorite. Thank you, Brenda. We need to send you back there and figure out what it was. Sherry Goldberg, what's in your cup today? Or talk to me. Hi. Um, so I am actually getting married in October, and so it's time for me to get fit and get healthy. So um, I'm actually have a green drink for lunch today, which is um, a spinach, protein powder, banana, Greek yogurt mixture. It's actually quite delicious. Um, wow. I'm in New Any South Square, so it's uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. so it's lunchtime right now. And, Any sweetening um, in the drink, Sherry? It sounds very interesting. Give us the ingredients one more time. I want to write this down. Spinach uh, and what spinach, else? Spinach, uh, protein yeah. powder, a scoop yeah. of protein powder, a banana for some sweetness, and a little bit of Greek yogurt. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, mazel, tov. mazel Tov on your upcoming Nachos, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Very happy for you. So, thank ladies, you. we have finished about two minutes ahead of our schedule. I'm going to let you go to break, and we're just going to think about what's coming next, and you know what it is. It's a marathon roundtable. We're going to have a full 30 minutes to talk about our topic today, employee retention, reward, and recognition at work. And, again, there is a pun intended in my title today. We're going to be speaking more with Cindy Ventress, the author of Make Their Day, employee recognition that works. Brenda Pullman, senior recognition strategist at Globo Force. We'll find out about Globo Force too. And Sherry Goldberg, global recognition lead for SAP. We have a lot to talk about. You don't want to even think about touching that dial, that app, that mouse. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thrilled to be here on our newest live edition of HR Trends with Game Changers Radio presented by SAP. If you're keeping count, this is season two, show number seven. Lucky seven. We'll be right back. Brad out. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network with companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today hr tactics must be comprehensive and precise today's reality your hr department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce diversity and inclusion policies work-life integration challenges and more the bottom line you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals optimize your employee engagement and become an industry-leading employer of choice hr trends with game changers is presented by sap visit www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying hr trends with game changers presented by sap email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to HR Trends with Game Changers. 
Here we are. Very important topic that affects every company, every size, every geography, every footprint, every industry, you name it. It applies to you. You bring people on board. You spend a lot of money and time and effort and heart recruiting. You want them to stay. If you decide they're the right people, you don't want them running off and taking any training you've had, any skills you've given them, and taking it to another employer. You want them there, but you want them happy and productive. So our topic today is employee retention, reward and recognition at work. We're going to kick off our roundtable marathon right now with our first panelist, Cindy Ventress. Can talk for a couple minutes with Cindy about the following statement she sent me before the show. Cindy says, awards in the form of tangible gifts, that means real things you can hold, you can put somewhere or use, diminish the likelihood that recognition will be perceived as meaningful. Cindy, I'm shocked. Talk to me. Well, first of all, I want to define that tangible gifts, I'm also including in there things like cash. So anything where people feel like they've received uh, something of value. And it is shocking, but, you know, my latest research, when we ask people about meaningful recognition that they've received, 70% of them say it had no dollar value whatsoever. And if we look at behavioral economics, we get reinforcement for this because in behavioral economics, they talk about either doing something because it's social ideal and being, re- being reinforced for meeting the social ideal or when people are paid or receive something tangible for doing what they should do, then mm-hmm. it becomes a transaction. And as soon as it becomes a transaction, then people say, hmm, did I get paid enough for that transaction? And so what we're looking at here is, you know, is it I do good because good is what is right for our organization, or do I do good because you pay me? And, of course, everybody gets paid, but in the day-to-day work ethic, they tend to forget about that money, and they're doing things for the reinforcement that they're getting from their peers, from their managers. That's what makes it powerful for them. Cindy, thank you. I want to ask you one more question. You you mentioned what tangible gifts are, including cash. Is this the same as a bonus, an annual bonus? How do you just distinguish awards from bonuses? In other words, in certain companies, we expect to be paid an annual bonus based on performance, based on a formula, based on the bottom line, how the company did in terms of profitability that year. So how does a bonus, is it the same as an award or not? No, not really. A, a bonus, I mean, they can add a recognition element to it in terms of talking about why they're receiving, how much they receive. But for most people, it's expected. You know, that's what the culture mm-hmm. has set up. We get our bonuses, and we anticipate a certain amount of money from it. If we don't get that, we're disappointed. If we get a little bit more, we're excited for a while. But recognition is really what our other two panelists were talking about. It's that feeling connection that we make, and there's mm-hmm. not much of that in a bonus. Okay, thank you. Brenda Pullman at Global Force. First of all, tell me a little bit, what is Global Force, and, and do you agree or disagree with Cindy on the above point? Brenda? Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. So um, Global Force is a social recognition company, so we work with um, businesses all over the world developing strategic social recognition programs that deliver the types of results that we're talking about here today, so improved employee mm-hmm. engagement and retention and so forth. Um, I think the question of whether I agree or disagree with Cindy, Cindy is interesting. I think I, think I, I um, agree in part. I just want to um, add a little bit to that, to that conversation, mm-hmm. if I could. Please. Um, 
you know, I entirely agree with Cindy in the sense that the feedback that is shared when somebody experiences what we often call a recognition moment, where they're being recognized for good work that they've done um, on behalf of the organization, I think that that feedback that's shared um, and the interaction between the person doing the recognizing and the person being recognized is absolutely the most critical um, element of that experience, and our own research would would, um, confirm that as well. I think when we talk about the the role of tangi- uh, tangible rewards in that, however, um, I think that you know there are some finer points we can put on it, and I think mm-hmm. it, it does need rewards attached to recognition do need to be um, designed very differently than what employees experience through an incentive program. You know, it needs to be a surprise. It needs to not be part of a contract, meaning there is no specified. Um, rules of engagement that say, if you do this, I will give you that. It needs to be, now that you have done this, I'm going to give you blank. Um, It's a very, very different um, form of reward. It has very different principles associated with it, a different type of motivation and so forth. Um, And I think the combination of the tangible reward um, done in the way that I've just described with the very critical feedback is truly kind of the pinnacle of how to do recognition, right, and how to Brenda, get the most return on your investment. Thank you. And I have a question for you based on what you just said. Now, it's it's not contracted. It's not expected. Mm-hmm. It's not course of doing business. It's because you did this, we would like to reward you or honor you, recognize you with that. And it's once you do that on a team, does that set up an expectation among the other members? I'm not talking about competition, but an expectation. Oh, if I do this right, maybe I'll get that recognition or the coffee card or I'll get my name with the gold star on the bulletin board, whatever it is. So do you set up an expectation once you introduce that spontaneous recognition? How does that work, Brenda? Well, I think in a very positive way, yes, you do set up that expectation. And if, and if you're doing it um, most effectively, you're setting up that expectation as being part of your organization's culture even. You're saying this is how we work together. This is part of who we are. People who work here are going to feel appreciated for the good work that they do. Um, and this is how we do it. We have mechanisms in place to make that easy and to allow everybody to participate and so forth. So I think, yes, there is an expectation in that sense. I don't think... Um, I don't think if you do it correctly that you set up an expectation that feels like the bonus, however, where it's people are sort of um, gaming the system, hoping to get the payout at the end of the contribution. Thank you. Sherry Goldberg, love to hear your thoughts on this. Agree, disagree? Talk to me. Sure. Um, I'm, I, I'm aligned with what uh, Brenda is saying. I believe that, you know, cash um, is not a motivator when it comes to recognition. Typically, you know, you give somebody 50 or or $100 in cash, it shows up in their paycheck, and, you know, they never see it. It goes to pay bills, and it mm-hmm. doesn't have as much of an impact. Um, I also agree that the immediate feedback is critical. Um, the immediate recognition right after the event occurs is also a critical element. I think those are important. The surprise element is also a factor. Um, but I do think that tying it to a tangible gift is also um, important. And, in fact, what we see internally um, is that people want to give a gift or give a gift card or some kind of tangible item to someone to thank them for doing something meaningful for them. Um, and what that typically means is that, you know, the employee gets some kind of electronic notification that says, hey, thanks for this, here's 
a gift card for you. Go and exchange, you know, go and, and cash it in for something that you want. And so then that recognition is tied then to multiple moments, not just one event with one email. So they'll remember that moment when they go on the tool and log in and look through their options if it's a gift card program or look through their gift options that they can get. Then they get their gift in the mail. Then they use their gift and all those things are then tied to that one moment, which extends mm-hmm. it beyond um, the initial, you know, just email of the thanks. Um, Interesting. So I think that that helps to, to take it and carry it further. And, and Sherry, uh, I want to ask you, yeah, on that please do. Please do, uh, yes. The, the behavioral economics research uh, that really backs up what I said, I mean, just, I'm going to give you an example and I want you to just think about how this feels to you and then uh, let's talk about it some more. Let's say you help a friend to move and after mm-hmm. that move is over, your friend thanks you profusely, maybe, um, you know, ha- invite you over for dinner, you know, you feel really good. How would you feel instead if you helped your friend move and when you were done, your friend said thank you and handed you a gift card for $50? I was doing this because it, it, it was the right thing to mm-hmm. do. And, and I'm not saying never to use gift cards. I certainly am not because people do like getting them. I just want people to realize that when you're trying to move that needle, it's about more and more meaningful recognition experiences. The more of those you can do, the better. And let me just give you my statistics from my research in terms of meaningful recognition. What did it include in terms of rewards? And for 28% of people, it did include some kind of cash or gift card or something like that. So it can work but it doesn't mm-hmm. work as frequently as we would like it to. Opportunity was 23%. A virtual award, like a, a badge or something like that, that mm-hmm. was 10%. And then physical gifts were 11%. You know, that could be a, a bottle of wine or, you know, you know, some physical thing. Status mm-hmm. was 31%. So, you know, there, there's lots of different kinds of recognition. There's ex- uh, awards, there's experiences, lots of things. The cash equivalent just doesn't resonate with people as much as we might want it to. Thank you, Cindy. I have a question for the whole panel. We've been talking, I believe, about management giving rewards and recognition to employees who, if you look at the structure, work under them or for them, as we like to say. What about peer-to-peer? Is that part of the social recognition culture that makes a workplace more attractive and gets people to feel good because, in other words, if I do something for a different team in collaboration and somebody sends me that certificate that says, we appreciate what you you did, and maybe maybe there is or isn't a gift card attached. Not important. The question is, does that culture of recognition across and not just up and down, is that a good thing in the workplace? Sherry, I'm most interested in what you think, and then let's have everybody else chime in. Sherry? Sure. Um, I do think that um, peer-to-peer recognition is actually critically important. Um, I, I think manager recognition is of utmost importance because um, you know, the manager is following, you know, your objectives and your deliverables, and, and I think that, and there was, you know, help, help you with your career. So I think that that's also critical, but, um, peer to peer feedback, I think, is key. And, um, one, it builds collaboration across teams, across the organization, across regions. Um, it also builds trust amongst coworkers and colleagues and people across different board areas. Um, and it also helps build relationships. So, 
um, and, and encourages sort of that, that feeling we talked about earlier um, in the beginning of the call. It, it really helps to, for employees to sort of feel good about one another and good about the work that they're doing. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a critical piece. I do think that when you're dealing with, um, you know, recognition peer-to-peer that's non-monetary based, you know, mm-hmm. things such as email, that's easy to do. Um, when you get into things that cost more money or that are uh, monetarily based, then, you know, manager um, involvement would need to be included um, in some instances. Um, but I do think overall that it's critically important. Thank you. It also Brenda? Puts the power, it also puts the, excuse me, I'm sorry. It also puts yeah. the power in the hand of the employees, too. Gives yes, them a little bit yes. of power and control um, in Very their own good environment. Point. Yeah. Other panelists? Brenda, any thoughts on peer-to-peer? Just quickly, I'm ready to go to some of Brenda's talking points, but I just wanted to wrap this one up. Cindy or Brenda on this peer-to-peer? Cindy. Uh, yes. I would like to make one comment. I, I agree with everything Sherry said about uh, managers, the utmost peer-to-peer collaboration trust relationships, all of that. There's another advantage to the peer-to-peer is when it's a transparent system and managers can see what's going on, they can use that information to give them more insights into what their employees are doing as well. Thank you. Brenda, any comments on that? 100% agree. Great, great. Good. Now, Brenda, I want to go to something I mentioned. Thank you. I want to go to something I mentioned in the opening of the show. We are a business show. We're on the business channels. So let's talk about business. It's three little letters that are spelled R-O-I, and we know what they are. The business value, the business benefits of social recognition, employee retention. Brenda, let's open up this part of the conversation with you, please. You're, you, in your notes, you told me improved employee retention and other business benefits of social recognition, and you say let's start by stating in a general general way, there are business benefits to doing employee recognition right. There's a lot of meat on the bones there. So why don't you introduce ROI and how does it impact the bottom line when you do it right and what is right? Brenda? Sure. I, you know, I think, Bonnie, um, that concept of attaching business benefits to recognition is still a bit of a progressive thought. You know, I, I don't think necessarily that um, a lot of HR professionals have fully, fully wrapped their head around um, that today. You know, I, I think a lot of efforts that are focused on recognition um, are sort of oriented around um, centralizing some of that activity, um, managing that activity in a way that minimizes the administrative burden and so forth, but people aren't always attaching big, lofty business goals to recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we feel that that's critical because there, there are big business benefits. To, to getting recognition right. And some of that comes in the form of improved employee engagement and some of it comes in the form of improved employee retention like we're talking about here here today. Um, okay. mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go, go ahead. I didn't want to. No, I, I wanted to see if you had any more thoughts because I want to invite Cindy to comment yeah, on this. Sure, sure. Cindy, thoughts? The yeah, ROI? I, I absolutely agree that it should be attached to big, lofty business goals. And I think that's an area that HR needs to do the work because the buzz is out there. Executives know that recognition is important, but they don't really understand exactly what's involved in it, and they can't make those connections. They need HR to say, here's what we achieve if we focus our recognition efforts on this particular value or this particular business objective. And also with everything that's going uh, happening in big data right now, we're starting to get some really great reinforcement for some of the recognition principles, and that's the kind of hard data that 
shows the executives that it really does soft with the hard, which is something that Brenda talked about earlier, really critical. I agree. Sherry? My um, comment here is, you know, employee engagement is a top business priority for senior mm-hmm. executives. And, you know, when we think about what employee engagement is, it's about how um, employees are aligned with the goals and objectives of a company and then that emotional connection to the company and to the company's mission. Um, and that connection um, is employee recognition can really help make that connection between the emotional connection and the organization. Um, and, you know, I do think, though, that recognition as alone is not just an HR initiative, but it's also important for, but it's important for HR to sort of demonstrate the ROI to executives. So it's important that recognition is not seen as an HR initiative, but is seen as mm-hmm. a business initiative. There are also a lot of statistics out there around how um, those organizations with higher engagement levels um, have higher um, profit, 27% higher profits, 50% higher sales, 50% higher customer loyalty. Um, and it also, a study by Towers Watson also shows that a 15% improvement in employee engagement correlates with a 2% improvement in operating margin. So, you know, there's also a lot of good um, statistics and data out there there that support, um, you know, sort of recognition as a driver of engagement and what high engagement actually can do for the organization. Thank you, Sherry. I, I want to, while I have you, did somebody else want to say something? I thought I heard someone. Brenda, no? No. Nope, Cindy, no, you I'm good? Fine. Okay. Uh, Sherry, I'm, I'm looking here in your notes, and, and you sent me a whole section on healthy living, flexible work schedules, corporate responsibility, on-site services. Let's talk about some quote-unquote tangibles in terms of what can you give to your employees. Are these for everybody? First of all, tell us what you have in mind, the half-day Fridays, the four-day work week. How does this come into reward and recognition? And my second question is, is this for everyone? Do you say to someone, okay, you got a four-day week and you got to work mm-hmm. five and a half. You get a half-day Friday, and you get a double-day Friday. Yeah. How, how, who, who gets what? And it's so visible. Oh, I'm leaving today. Oh, I still have to stay. How, how do you not punish when you're rewarding? So talk to me about this healthy living, flexible work schedules, on-site services. Why don't you introduce us to this part of the topic, please, Sherry? Sure, no problem. So I think an additional growing trend um, that companies are offering are sort of lifestyle benefits or perquisites, they're also called. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that a lot of smaller companies can do. Um, for larger companies, they're often location-specific, so they often have to do with, you know, what's competitive in the market for that location at that time. Um, but a lot of companies now, especially with um, the millennials and the early talents coming into the organization, there's a huge focus on flexibility, um, a focus on healthy living, social uh, responsibility, because these are um, important to the new generation that are coming into the workforce. So there are some trends that we're seeing around healthy living, such as um, uh, implementing uh, game rooms and relaxation lounges um, in locations and subsidizing enrollment fees for races or fitness challenges, um, Mm -hmm. offering flexible work schedules. Now, obviously, these are dependent on, you know, the type of job you have, but if you're, you know, a programmer and you can um, do your work Monday through Thursday, um, do a four-day work week or a half-day Friday, why not be able to do that and have that flexibility? Your employees will be happier and more motivated because they have the flexibility to work um, when, it, when it's right for them. Um, 
you know, there are also corporate responsibility options that employers could do, such as giving people paid leave for doing community service, offering, you know, one day off a month in order to allow people to do community service or paying for a sabbatical, um, which could be like five weeks paid every five years, as an example, for um, employees to go and um, explore something of interest to them. Um, there's also on-site services that um, some companies offer for employees because they want to take sort of the errand life out of or, or the stress mm-hmm. of having to do laundry, um, you know, off of people's <laughs> minds. So they might offer laundry services for, you know, I, I use programmers as another example or developers. You know, they want their people developing software, um, not, you know, worrying about having to get their laundry done or, um, you know, when are they going to get make it to the dry cleaner before it closes. So these are things that we can offer employees, these small conveniences or sort of concierge services that can also help um, your engagement and help sort of employees feel a little bit more motivated and and feel as if the organization is offering them options that help make their life a little bit easier and better. Thank you, Sherry. Cindy Mm -hmm. or Brenda, any comments on this, on 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 on-site services and healthy options, corporate responsibility? Yeah, this is Brenda, um, Bonnie. You know, mm-hmm. the, the only thing I would add to that is I, I think it's so fascinating that, that Sherry is um, talking about this. You know, I, I feel like this is sort of a flashback to the late 90s, early 2000s, um, when a lot of these things were being talked about then because there was this whole war for talent. You know, you remember the war for talent that was going on. Um, and that, that sort of faded into the background a bit when we had the recession and so forth and other um, challenges became more pressing and employee engagement really became kind of the hot HR topic of the day. Um, so I think it's really interesting that, that this is coming back around. And in a way, I'm not surprised because the war for talent in some respects never went away. Um, the baby boomers are still going to retire. Um, we're mm-hmm. still going to have a mass exodus of knowledge leaving um, the workplace. And I think companies that are um, preparing for that now and doing some of these creative things that Sherry mentioned to embrace the new generation of workers coming in um, to our businesses is really smart. Yeah, and I, I think the key here is around flexibility, you know, offering your employees the flexibility, not just in their work times, but in, you know, the type of lifestyle benefits that you offer so they can take advantage of things that are meaningful to them. I mean, employees in your organization, not necessarily age, but depending on where they are in their career and where they are in their life, they have different needs. And so having flexibility in those options is key um, to keeping your employees engaged and motivated. Bonnie, this Thank is you. Cindy, and yep. I'd like to jump in on this too. I can only, only look at this from the employee recognition perspective, but from that perspective, all of these things that Sherry's talking about add to a corporate culture that is sending the message to employees that you are valued. Yeah. And that makes mm-hmm. a great foundation for offering recognition. And I would compare that to organizations where they're doing something that is sending a very strong message that employees are not valued, whether they're underpaid or uh, you know, ex- expected to uh, produce things that are just absolutely unreasonable where they're working 24-7 for weeks at a time, those types of things. If, when that's happening and then you give recognition, you've got the struggle between uh, a culture that says you're not valued and a verbal message that says you are that really undermines recognition. So this type of culture is really fantastic for reinforcing recognition. 
Thank you, Cindy. I have a question for the whole panel before we move ahead with the topic of gamification. I'm going to ask um, Cindy to talk about that in a minute and the impact on virtual awards. My question to the panel is, if you're an employee who just shows up, does your job, but does it well, never become outstanding, never do anything heroic, never do anything Herculean. You show up. You are part of the, the the mice that keep the wheel turning, we used to say, of the business. You're just there, but you're there for days and months and years, and you show up and you're loyal to the company. You're not outstanding. You're not laudable, but you're there. Does that employee get rewarded in a properly done recognition program? Who wants to take that? How do you tell an employee, we're just glad you're here because you're doing your job and you're valuable? to us, even if you're not a hero or a heroine. So who wants to tell me? How does that work? I'll, I'll start here. Um, I, I actually think that one of the things that's, you know, we spend a lot of our time and effort talking about top talent, um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the, the, the recognition and the bonuses and the equity that we're offering to our high potentials and our top talent. But yet there's this, there's a large portion of your organization that is doing, you know, really good work. You know, they're, they're sort of your core organization. They're keeping the organization running. They're doing the day-to-day work that needs to get done. Exactly. And these people are not necessarily want to be top talent or high talent, aren't necessarily on a progressive path, but the work they're doing is important and it's needed. And I think that our traditional recognition systems of, you know, offering an award to one person a year or, you know, the top ten per year really really um, sort of um, makes these people outliers. You know, these people need to feel as if the work that they're doing is valued as, as well, and it is. It is valued. We need those people to be doing that job um, that they're doing. Um, so what but, do you say to them? You send them a virtual award? You send them a certificate? Well, you say thanks for showing up? Well, it's, it's not so much about showing up. It's about, um, you know, it's about doing the little, it's about the little things that you do for one another. Um, you know, you might have done an excellent job on a monthly report that you did, or maybe you stepped mm-hmm. out of the box a little bit. It's not necessarily about going above and beyond, but it's about exactly. um, doing something nice for someone else, um, helping somebody with a problem, um, you know, finishing a report a day early. You know, it's, it, it could be for any type of, of deliverable. Um, it could be that you just exhibited one of your company's values. Um, and mm-hmm. you did it really well. Um, you know, it could be, but I think by recognizing those pop, that that part of your population, it also encourages them to perform higher and to and to do more and to do better. Um, you know, an engaged employee um, is more likely to. Um, you know, uh, to continue to be engaged and to go that extra mile. Um, but you need to get them engaged first. Thank you, Sherry. Anybody else on this one? I'd like to jump in a little bit. This is Cindy. Uh, yes, I absolutely Cindy. agree with everything that Sherry said. And to encourage this kind of a culture where everybody gets recognized, one of the things I recommend to managers is that when they're recognizing one of these more visible people who do the big, you know, exciting things, ask them, who helped make this happen? You know, who took on some of your other duties? Who provided you with information that you needed? Mm. You know, whatever it is, get that information, encourage them to recognize, and then recognize themselves, because that way they're reaching many more points within the organization. 
Thank you. Cindy, I want to segue into virtual awards as a concept from the field of gamification, which is certainly gaining glamour and attention. So how do you, what is a virtual award that would matter in a recognition program and how gamey are we talking about? Are we talking about giving them time on a game or giving them a game where they win awards or rewards for playing a game? How does it work? Well, gamification and games aren't necessarily the same thing. What gamification is, is it's taking business applications and applying game principles to them. So it can be the elements of games, things like virtual awards and badges is the one that everyone knows about. But it can also be much deeper principles of motivation because games draw on, you know, our desire to collaborate with others, to challenge ourselves, uh, you know, to, to have a social element, all that stuff. That comes from game principles. And when they're applied to work situations, it increases engagement. So these are really engagement principles. principles. Now, the idea of the, mm-hmm. the badges and the other gamey kinds of elements that we might see in our programs now Many of us think, you know, does that really work? Well, I was working with a a, a head of uh, rewards and recognition for a Fortune 500 recently, and she was talking about their program where they had badges, and it reset at the end of the year, you know, so that they could get these badges. They could earn them over again. And she said so many people complained, and her first thought was, wow, people are so whiny. And then she realized, <laughs> wow, these badges are working. People care. You know, it's, a, a, it's an emblem of their ah. value. So what they had to do then is make that a 2013 badge, you know, identify it so that they could earn it again for 2014. But it, it makes a difference to people. And, uh, again, in my research I mentioned before, but 10% of meaningful recognition experiences today include these virtual awards, which I find outstanding or astounding because of <laughs> how few there are right now. You know, we're not using it that much yet for 10%. To include these awards uh, is amazing to me. Sounds like it needs to be included more. Uh, Brenda, I'm going to give you one minute to comment on that, and then I'm going to go to break. So anything to say about virtual awards and the gamification principles? Yeah, I think they work really effectively in certain scenarios. I think um, in situations where we're talking about rewards more oriented towards incentives, um, I think they can be very effective. So if you think about motivating behavior, um, for example, in a call center, I think things like badges and leaderboards and so forth, that can work very effectively, and in the research shows that to be true. Um, I think when we're talking about building a culture of recognition, um, you know, there, there are some cautionary bits that people need to be mindful of with the, with the concept of gamification. I think it's, um, you know, making sure that the feedback conveyed about how that employee's contribution really made a difference to the team or the department or the organization needs to not be lost in the moment of having earned the badge or, or what have you. Um, I think this concept of games sort of being equated with a notion of win and lose um, can be sort of cautionary, and I think we've seen, you know, a little bit of evidence that um, people, you know, it can drive behavior that maybe isn't exactly what you intended because people are feeling like they want to um, accumulate points or what have you mm-hmm. um, as part of the the program. But just some cautionary bits. I think, you know, maybe maybe the jury is still out there. 
Appreciate that very much. Ladies, I'm going to give you a break. I'm talking today with Cindy Ventress, author of Make Their Day, Employee Recognition That Works, Brenda Pullman, Senior Recognition Strategist at Global Force, and Sherry Goldberg, Global Recognition Lead for SAP. We're talking today about recognition and reward at work, employee retention, the bottom line, and the ROI. Are you doing it? Are you doing it well? Are you doing it right? And is it working for you? We'll be right back after the break with our crystal ball round. I'm going to ask my three panelists to look ahead either to 2019 or if you love the idea that hindsight's 2020, go ahead to 2020 and let's find out what you think will change in this regard, in this field of HR in the next five or six years. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to HR Trends with Game Changers presented by SAP. We'll be right back. Brad out. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network with companies like yours competing aggressively for top talent today hr tactics must be comprehensive and precise today's reality your hr department is faced with the demands of a multi-generational and globalized workforce diversity and inclusion policies work-life integration challenges and more the bottom line you need to attract and retain the best fit talent to support your strategies and goals optimize your employee engagement and become an industry-leading employer of choice hr trends with game changers is presented by sap visit www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying hr trends with game changers presented by sap email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to HR Trends with Game Changers. Here we are, the human side of employee retention, talking to Cindy Ventress, Brenda Pullman, and Sherry Goldberg today. Employee retention reward and recognition at work. It's time to fast forward to the future. And let's see, first up, Cindy Ventress, what do you see will be happening in the field of employee retention, reward recognition, gamification, virtual awards, rewards, whatever you want to talk about? Why don't you go ahead five or six years, tell me how far in the future do you want to go, Cindy? Oh, I think five years is good. And if we look okay. at the last five years, I don't think it even takes a crystal ball to tell us that there's going to be so much new technology. There will be lots of new trends. And we're going to have to do the same thing we're doing now and figure out which of those really are meaningful, drive recognition satisfaction. And we're going to be talking about recognition satisfaction. We're going to need to know what is the value of each of these new technologies and do they help benefit the human connection, that ability to have person-to-person recognition value. Uh, There's no technology that's going to replace that need for the focus positive feedback, which means we need to put our attention on teaching managers, teaching Mm -hmm. all the individuals 
how to be most effective with recognition, to really understand what matters and make sure every conversation that they're having that they think is recognition is, in fact, providing that kind of positive, focused feedback that really matters to the individual. Cindy, thank you. Question for you. Should it become part of, or is it at big companies today, part of the orientation when you say to an employee, guess what, we have a culture of reward and recognition if you do this and that, and not a we'll pay you for whatever, but uh, you can expect that your employment will come with the opportunity for recognition and reward because it matters here. Is that something big companies are doing, small companies? Is it part of the culture yet to tell employees to expect this? What do you see? I, I think a few are doing that. I, I believe what's more important at the orientation stage, I mean, yes, tell them that this is the kind of great culture we have, but also let them start to see it. For instance, when top executives can sit in on a bit of an orientation session, maybe speak for a little while, talk about the values and how important people are and give some stories and examples that in itself provides recognition. It says you're valuable enough that these senior people want to interact with you from the very beginning. Okay, thank you very much. Brenda Pullman, Senior Recognition Strategist at Globoforce. What do you see in the future? Rosy skies, cloudy skies? What do you see, Brenda? Well, I see very rosy skies. Um, I think, you know, I think the uh, question of retention in general is going to gain a little bit more traction. I think we're going to see this um, coming a little bit more to the forefront in the minds of executives and business leaders, um, more so than it has in the last decade or so. And I think um, just to kind of play on the program's title here, Bonnie, you know, rewards and recognition at work, I think we are going mm-hmm. to see them more frequently at work, meaning present in the workplace and being thought of as a business imperative. And I yes. think we're going to see more and more evidence um, that they are indeed yielding those benefits that we talked about. And, and I just want to say one other thing, too, that I think is, is potentially happening here. When we think about recognition impacting Retention. I think we should think of it as kind of input and output. You know, there's this notion that employees who feel recognized at work are more likely to stick around. So the recognition is impacting your retention um, rates and so forth. But think about the idea of using all of that recognition activity to help inform other talent management principles, like your retention practices, um, and having people in your organization being recognized for all sorts of um, good work that perhaps wasn't visible without the recognition program. Maybe you've got high potential sitting in pockets of the organization that would have been otherwise completely unknown to you. Um, you know, can that be, become part of your retention strategy? Or do you have flight risks where people are doing great work but aren't being recognized for that great work? And how does that impact your retention? So I think businesses over time, the next five years, are going to think of it as more of kind of a two-way street, the tie between recognition and retention. Thank you very much, Brenda. Did we bring in the uh, the Josh Burson quote? I don't remember because we've had so much conversation here. I'm just going to read it quickly, and I'm going to give Sherry her time in the sun for her predictions. The quote from uh, Josh Burson, who has been on our show's CEO at Burson by Deloitte, our research shows those organizations with recognition programs that are highly effective at enabling employee engagement had 31% lower voluntary turnover than organizations with ineffective recognition programs. That should be a motivator 
year for companies. Sherry Goldberg, time for your predictions, and I'd like you to also talk. Uh, let's see, I have two full minutes for you. You mentioned in your notes we didn't get to it, a universal recognition program. Is this something we'll see in the future? And just define what it is, but also give me your overall predictions. Go ahead, Sherry. So my my overall predictions are that I do think that corporations are going to continue to have a strong focus on employee engagement. I think it's going to continue to be important to senior executives. And in order to do that, I think there's going to be an increase in the demand for recognition. And one of those things would be um, sort of organizations, a, a best practice would be um, implementing sort of a, a one universal program for employees globally um, that tie employees both to the values of the company as well as the, the vision or strategy of an organization. So I think that that's sort of um, key along with the technology and with the social recognition piece, which helps with transparency. I think having one you know, global program that everybody can be a participant in and be a winner of um, is is important um, for both increasing recognition and for increasing engagement. I also do think from a rewards perspective, I think that we're going to see annual bonuses become a little less popular um, mm. and more focus on equity and tying employees to the success of a company. So more focus on sort of long-term incentives. I think we're going to see an increased focus in corporate and social responsibility. So, um, you know, allowing employees the opportunity to some of those lifestyle benefits that I talked about, giving employees the opportunity to volunteer, um, you know, uh, social sabbaticals, et cetera, and then flexibility and rewards um, and in your lifestyle benefits. I think we're going to see a much uh, stronger focus on, on that flexibility, especially with the new generation coming into the workforce. Thank you. And I have a yes or no bonus question for the whole panel. Thank you, Sherry. Quickly, because I have about a minute and a half to close the show. Question is starting with Cindy, Cindy Ventress. In the next five years, do you see that millennials and, and the ones who came before them, I guess the Gen Yers, will move up the chain in the HR place in companies today, and they will impact in a positive way recognition and reward with more of that gamification flavor? Yes or no? Will millennials and Ys move up? Uh, definitely they're moving up. Whether or not they're the ones that are going to affect the gamification and social recognition, my data says that uh, the more experienced workers are the ones that are actually pushing that at this point. So it... Ah, thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Brenda, yes or no? Agree or disagree with Cindy? Yes, agree. Sherry? (laughs) Yes, I agree. Okay, good. Thanks, ladies. It's time for Bonnie's predictions. I wrote them down, and they're easy. Tomorrow is Wednesday. You know what that is. Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, right here on the Business Channel, 8 a.m. Pacific. Thursday, we'll go an hour earlier to 7 a.m. Pacific with Future of Business with Game Changers. Then we take a break on Friday, and we're back live on Monday with Financial Excellence with Game Changers, 10 a.m. Pacific. And I'll be right back here with HR Trends with Game Changers, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. It's time for me to wrap up here. Cindy Ventress, thank you. Brenda Pullman, thank you. Sherry Goldberg, thank you. Great panel, good ideas. We covered a lot of territory, and I hope you'll come back and see us again soon. Thank you to Mike Montalban, our tweeter extraordinaire. Mike, we value you, we appreciate you, we recognize you, and we reward you with our appreciation. Carolyn Cahote, thank you for sponsoring the show, and Brad and the Business Channel team on Voice America World Talk Radio. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. I'll see you tomorrow right here, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern on Coffee Break with Game Changers. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
Thanks again for tuning in to HR Trends with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.